G'day, partners. Welcome to this week's episode of Bet with Brilliance, uh, previewing a pretty pretty big racing weekend ahead uh, for some of the locals out there at Ipswich. It's Ipswich Cup Day. Uh, joined for this is a bit of take two, partners. Uh, joined by Jared Fish, the Sydney analyst for uh, Brilliance. Fish, how are you, mate? G'day, g'day, Jack. G'day, punters. Yeah, going well, mate. Um, take two for the pot off that little mishap <laughs> I had, but um. Yeah, looking forward to talking through some winners with you and getting into it after a few last week. Obviously, they're not going to hear it, but we've gotten about halfway through recording the pod. And in all honesty, Fish has just butchered it mid-card and we've had to start again. Sorry, punters. So we're a little bit cast here, but we'll get uh, get through it. Uh, mate, dead set uppercutting myself from last weekend. I didn't uh, – I totally forgot that this weekend was Ipswich Cup. It's uh, uh, surprised that uh, Zaki's not backing up in this one. Uh, this one's bigger than – Bigger than the Durban Cup, bigger than the Brisbane Cup. It's up there with Melbourne. Uh, is the Royal Ipswich Cup, uh, partners? This weekend, uh, this uh, sorry podcast and and all other podcasts, obviously uh, proudly sponsored by uh, Southern Cross Bet, one hundred percent Australian owned and operated. Uh, the boys at Southern Cross uh, apps going really well for the boys there. So get around, the partners, and if you do have a bet with them, please remember to gamble responsibly. Uh, star of the week, fish. I think we've agreed on this one. Who did you have as your star of the weekend? Yeah, star of the week was an easy one this week. It's just Converge. Uh, what he did in the JJ Atkins was obviously very impressive. He's been threatening to win a race, a big race all that for a while, just very consistent. And just the way that he loomed up around the outside and bolted home and, you know, put him, put him to pieces by a few lengths was very impressive. And I was talking to you and uh, Nick about it midweek. Um, I've seen Converge in the yard for the first time at Rose Hill and Honestly, he's one of the smallest horses I've ever seen. So I wasn't expecting him to go on with things that really quickly, but what he did on the weekend was super impressive and he looks to have a big future. Yeah, absolutely. Camps identified some pretty big targets for the spring. Uh, the names of the races are escaping me at the moment, partners, but uh, stay tuned to Converge. Could have a, uh, a big three-year-old season coming up. Uh, right of the week. Fish, we saw this one pretty eye-to-eye in a sense. Uh, who did you have for the ride of the week there? Yeah, mate, I'm not, not going with the ride of the week. I'm just going to go with jockey of the day. Craig Williams, I was super impressed with what he did on Superium. Um, obviously, did his study and the speed was on and he was able to have a nice patient ride and win down the outside. And then he backed that up, winning the Stradbroke on Tefane and then Brooklyn Hustle in the last. And I thought all of those rides had merit to him. So I was very impressed with Craig on the weekend. What about yours? Yeah, I was uh, very impressed with his ride on Tefane. Sort of got that three-wide running line. Uh, he definitely identified the best part of the track late on the day there. And uh, if the punters stuck solid with Craig, they got uh, Tefane at 13s. I think uh, I think that Brooklyn Hustle started around $8.50 or something like that and mowed it down the outside. So uh, they made plenty of coin there. Uh, let it ride for the week. Uh, the bet for the week, fish we had, uh, or I took Converge, so I finally got got us a win, and uh, we've got something for the Jockey Trust to donate there. Probably not uh, the the amount that I was hoping to get. I didn't really have a figure in my head, I guess, but I was uh, definitely hoping for a bit more. But uh, Converge got the win, which was where we butted up and, and got the win there, punters. Uh, looking forward to this weekend, fish. It's uh, like I said, racing from Royal Ipswich. It's the Ipswich Cup. Uh, this one's the local one for me, so pretty close to my heart, this one, but uh, never been able to find the winner. Hopefully 
uh, I'm, I'm very much thinking that that's going to change come Saturday, the way that I'm seeing it at the moment. Uh, listed racing includes the Eyeliner Stakes over the 13.50. There's a Phillies and Mares race, a listed race over 1,200, the Gay Waterhouse Classic. And then race number three is the Provincial Stayers uh, final. Uh, handicap race over the 2,500. That's a, a pretty big race on the card, I believe. Uh, the track on Saturday, pun is the rail's going to be out half a metre from the true position. Uh, expecting a good four with sort of no rain predicted between uh, today being Wednesday when, or tonight being Wednesday when we're recording and, and then obviously Saturday. Uh, Fish, we were talking a bit about strategy before we started recording. Uh, I've, my understanding for Ipswich, the way that the, the jockeys sort of look at the track is it's a bit of a momentum track. Uh, horses can run on. Uh, if the tempo sets up, so you, your back markers can definitely play into it. I think it's a fair track, but jockeys look to build their momentum through it, uh, through the race there that they're uh, whenever they're running. So not expecting any specific bias, but a uh, bit of a momentum track. What's your sort of strategy for the weekend? Yeah, mate, no sort of strategy here. I was looking forward to coming on here and talking to you about what your thoughts were on the track because obviously, uh, well, I've never done much form on the Ipswich circuit, so... I did have a look at the shape of it today, and it kind of reminds me of a uh, sort of like a Gosford track for me. Back home, like you said, not much of a straight around the back. It's sort of round the whole way, and then you get a, uh, you get one straight pretty much. But, um, yeah, just like you said, I think it's going to be a good four and half, uh, rail out half a metre for the entire course. But I think it'll play pretty fairly on the weekend, and hopefully we can find the winners. Yeah, absolutely, mate. For the punters that haven't seen the map of, uh, of Ipswich there, uh, it's sort of like a semi uh, a hemisphere, sorry, punters, uh, in a sense that it's you've got the straight, but then there's no back straight as such. It's effectively just one big turn from either end of the home straight there. It's sort of like Mooney Valley from Wish, but uh, hoping to find a few there on Saturday. Uh, we'll get into this card, Fish. Mooney Valley from Wish. I like that one, mate. That's a good one. <laughs> Race one's a Ceramet Bundamba Plate Handicap. Um, Casey Foggin has the favourite Durrani in the race. Last start winner of Dooman, $5. Bala Maurice at $6.50. Hot Profit from the Bruce Hill Stable, $6.50. Millwood is $6.50 as well. So a very open race to kick off the kick off the card. General Wolf, $8.50. And then double figures the rest. How's the um, speed map looking in the first one? Uh, speed map for this one, Fish. Uh, official maps have it as sort of a moderate tempo. Uh, Minto's Paradise from Gate 2 goes forward with Perfect Encounter, makes up the first pair. Uh, Melbourne will be on the fence inside of Durrani. Lucky that we had to re-record this because I pronounced that wrong last time. Uh, Golden 80, then General Wolf, Bayerish, uh, Hodgson, Balmaurice and Hot Profit will bring up the tail is what they're telling us. Uh, I had Millwood on top here, Fish. Uh, jumped out really well uh, last start, uh, running in the first couple of pairs. Presented really well at the top of the straight. Uh, he put in an 11 one from the four to the two, so he's absolutely flying there just before peaking a bit first up on uh, a trip that's probably a little bit shorter of his best, I think. Uh, I think he's going to take improvement into this run. It's only sort of his second prep, and he's pretty lightly raced. That was only his... Uh, I'm just double-checking this here, punters. That was only his third start. Yeah, third start at uh, the races last start, uh, which was behind Durrani. Uh, so I think he'll take improvement into Saturday. Maps really well from gate one. 
Uh, he'll just get cuddled up nicely into the straight. He'll find a gap in a pretty small field, and I think he'll be hard to beat. How did you uh, see the first plane out? Yeah, I'm coming out of the same race, actually, but I took the um, winner from that race, Durrani. Uh, I just love the win over the 1,200 metres. That was on a good track, obviously. Um, he was ridden quietly by Steph Thorne, just sort of in behind the speed, and you could tell that she just sort of let, let the horse go and horse relax, so... Yeah, ridden very quietly. And then when she asked the question around the corner, horse responded quite well and really attacked the line. So I think stepping up to the 1350 looks to suit. Um, I think out of that race, Durrani looked the one that wanted the extra ground. So, yeah, I'm happy to stick with Durrani from a good draw and hopefully um, she's ridden quietly again and can just launch late. Yeah, absolutely. It was a really, uh, really interesting race that they sort of had first up. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top on on Saturday over the sorry punters lost the distance here over the thirteen fifty uh, might have the Quinella for them there fish but we'll move on to uh, on to race two yeah race two is the Carlton Mid Ipswich Mile benchmark eighty as we spoke about before mate I hope you're not drinking any Carlton Mids on the Ipswich track on the weekend but the uh, current favourite is myself from the Chris Wallace stable with um, Jim Byrne on board at four dollars eighty. Get your greyhounds four dollars eighty as well from the Michael Costiard. Craig Williams is riding Prospectus at five dollars. Indispensable five dollars fifty. Slow hands eight dollars. Captivator twelve dollars. Then you're getting out to large odds. How did you see this one, mate? Before I get into the the speed map for this one, fish for the punters that don't uh, don't know, Ipswich Cup Day is pretty massive out at Ipswich there, so they have a massive infield party on the. Saturday, the infield's got a uh, big stage. The DJ's running all day, tents, food, uh, get on the beers all day, which is what I'll be partaking in. Uh, always been a really fun day since the uh, since sort of the year that I turned 18. So probably getting uh, a bit too old to be going. This might be the last year. This might be the bit of the grand final for me. But um, I'll be in there doing my best. Uh, speed map for this one, punters. Uh, I think get your grey on and Zigolini make up the first pair, indispensable and great powers the second. Uh, then Captivator, Dashing Special behind them. A uh, couple of the race favourites in this one uh, back there, Masaf and Prospectus. I didn't agree with, or well, I've got uh, slow hands mapping to be in that third pair, one off the fence outside of Captivator punters. And that's what I'm tipping on top here. Uh, this big grey thing out of, uh, I believe, the Kelly Schweeter yard punters who had at least one winner today. Yeah, Kelly Schweeter yard uh, had at least one win on the day today at Doombin. Uh, I thought he ran really well first up uh, this prep. That was uh, coming off the back of a bit of a freshen up there from his last one. Uh, and first up this prep, he was uh, behind We Own a Smart One who goes around at uh, Wink's odds for anyone that doesn't sort of bro- follow the Brisbane form. Uh, so I think that slow hands will improve from that first up run, uh, even though he'll have a bit of that residual fitness there. Uh, ran a, a 22-2-8 between the, the 600-metre post and the 200-metre post, so it was absolutely flying there. Uh, but the 1,200 metres is sort of short of his best, uh, where he gets out to on Saturday. Uh, looked at the form guide, Fish. Last prep, they took him to 1,600 metres for the first time. He had the big weight. Uh, and Brad Stewart was booked, uh, got the win. I believe Brad Stewart was booked there, punters. I'll just double-check that for you. Um, but went out to 1,600 metres, the first prep, uh, the first start, last prep, got the win. 
Uh, and I'm expecting him to do that again. It was uh, it was Brad that was in the seat that day. So it uh, looks like a bit of a setup job from them. I think gate 13 gives uh, Brad Stewart options on Saturday punters. And I think he can run a really great race for you at each way. Oh, how did you see it, Fish? I won't talk you out of that one, mate. I'm a fan of Brad Stewart as a jockey. And, um, yeah, the form around slow hands looks quite good. I've landed on prospectus from the Chris Wallace stable with Craig Williams on board. Um, just watching the replay of the last start over 1,600 metres at and he was sort of stuck in behind, the, in behind a few horses in the straight, and it took him a long, long time to get out. Didn't get much luck, and then when he finally did weave a bit of a gap, he absolutely bolted home. Um, so he gets Craig Williams on board here, drops three and a half kilos. Obviously, barrier one on the speed map looks a bit tricky, but that's what you pay a bloke like Craig Williams for to get you out of trouble there. So I'm happy to stick with um, Prospectus and hopefully you can go one better this race and get the chockies at $5. Yeah, look, wouldn't uh, wouldn't tip you out, talk you out of uh, out of backing Prospectus there. Uh, just going with uh, slow hands, hoping that he's a bit further forward than official the official Matt's had him. Yeah, that's it, mate. This this next race is a bit of an interesting one. It's um that provincial stays final you were talking about, and it looks like um if you follow the uh, the odds on on all the bookmakers in Southern Cross Bet, it looks like Winx is going to be running a deep switch on <laughs> on Saturday. So your current favourite is Incentivise. Um, a few of them have him down as a short as a dollar thirty. Um, so we'll go with a dollar thirty. Second line of betting is Olympic Class from Michael Costier at seven dollars fifty. Isabella Spring, who has about eight top two finishes in a row, is $16 and three ten if you lock an each way play. Tavion Prince, 18. Accessory, 18. Getting out to massive odds of rest. So, yeah, I'm interested to see your thoughts on this favourite, mate, and what your thoughts are. Yeah, provincial, provincial stays final over 2,500 metres. This one's a, definitely a race that's a, a grand final for a, a few of the, the camps. Uh, going into this one. Sorry, Pun, it's a bit cast at the moment. We're dealing with some teething issues with getting a puppy here, so I'm uh, going to have to bat on through that. But um, I'm going to say that Incentivise wins this one on Saturday Fish. Uh, starting to put up a picket fence. It was an incredible run last start. The market support was massive to get the chockies there. Uh, I don't think the 2,500 metres will be any issue. I gave Anthony Allen my ride of the day uh, in Incentivise's last run. Um, I thought it was just an incredible ride. So uh, he stays aboard. Uh, the big weight shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I think he'll be incredibly hard to beat. How did you see it? Yeah, mate, certainly um, certainly won't be touching anything close to $1.30. But if you're winning a benchmark 80 in the city at, uh, by nine lengths and then you're going back to a provincial stayers race, I think you, you're probably um, looking at getting another win, which is what I think will happen. Um Last two races were over 2150 and 1800. So I mean, the way that the way that he finished those races certainly didn't didn't make you think that he's not going to be able to handle 2500. Um, yeah, apart from that, really, I think the only one apart from that that could have any chance is Olympic class. But even then, you're going to need an absolute peak and incentivize to be off to lose. So yeah, I think I think you're right, mate. I think the favourite will be getting the job done here, and it'll be one of those ones where you don't have a bet and you just have a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Viewing from the infield, I'm expecting incentivized to win this one. I wouldn't be shocked seeing the Costa Colors up there sort of second placing, so that might be your exact play punters. Uh, Costa Camp is absolutely flying at the moment. I've got some stats on that a bit later in the pod, so 
uh, we'll be getting into those, but uh, really hard to go past incentivised first uh, for uh, uh, for the the stayers final on Saturday. We'll move forward to uh, race four here, eh, Fish? <laughs> yeah, race four this time, not race five, mate. The favourite is uh, Luna Mao from Paul Masario, with Craig Williams on board, $4.40. Second line of betting is Peroni, $6.50 for Tony Gollan. Red Bloom, $7.50. Wowzers is $8.50. Uh, West League with Mark Duplessis on $9. Triple Arrows had a bit of support today, $18 into $12. Um, Devon Diva, 17, and then, yeah, we're getting out to huge odds of the rest. What do you reckon is going to happen here, mate? The favourite, or are you going around it? Uh, I am going to go with, uh, I believe, Luna Mir's current favourite uh, on the books here, who I'm tipping on top. It's a tough uh, race to map at the moment, seeing there's still sort of four or five emergencies in there, sort of cluttering up the way that I look at it and, and what I do here. Uh, but I've batted through it here, Hunter, so... Uh, was in some traffic last start. Maybe didn't produce her best first up. Uh, that was still two and a half, uh, 2.75 lengths off Exhilarate, sorry, last start at Eagle Farm. That was in the the Helen Coughlin, I believe it was, the plate there last race at, at Eagle Farm. Uh, second up, this horse is, I think it's uh, two wins from four starts. So striking at 50% there, definitely takes improvement second up. Uh, I'd mapped it a bit better earlier, Punter. So from gate 19 after emergencies are taken out, I think it comes into gate... 13 or 14, something like that. Um, so I'm expecting it to get, to get a really good run, maybe sort of that three wide line with a bit of cover. Uh, hopefully not spending too much in the run. I think dropping sharply back in drag that Luna Mia could be too good for these. Uh, it's interesting to note, punters, that this one's a no Metro wins uh, handicap. So I think it's been really well placed here. Definitely, I think, a, a Saturday class of horse, uh, but uh, just hasn't got the win uh, in your... your uh, in the city, so uh, that's the reason she's lining up here. How did you see this one, Fish? Yeah, I agree with you there, mate. Luna Mia certainly looks the the horse that's been placed here to get the win. Um, she has a pretty reasonable provincial New South Wales form in there before going to Queensland, and also a country cup win in there, and has raced around around town as well. So I was a bit worried about the map with Barry Nineteen, but if there is a few that come out and she gets a bit closer, then I think she's the best horse in the race, and I think she's got the best jockey in the in the race on board as well. So massive ticks there. The other one I like was Red Bloom, uh, which was a complete forgive last start in the Gold Jewel. He looked to be in a great spot around the bend, but then I'm not sure exactly what happened. But he sort of sort of bucked there and lost his footing and lost a bit of ground. But he regarded to finish it off. And I think the important thing to note that day was that there was a bit of market support. So. Oh, for her, sorry. Uh, market support for her. So I guess I guess that tells you that the horse is in good order. But, yeah, I think as long as Luna Mare can handle the wide draw and get a good steer from Craigo, I think we'll have another win on our hands there. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, move on to race five. For the punters, obviously, they haven't heard what uh, what happened a bit earlier, but the first recording we had to, to can because Fish just uh, got too keen and skipped a race punters. So uh, that's what the bit of a giggle was before. So... Uh, just a bit of background for anyone that was a bit confused there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We'll get into race five now, which is the Swept TL Cooney race, which is for three-year-olds over 1,350 metres. Um, current favourite is Paladus. Um, Golan and Maloney, $3.50. Palacipan I'll go with from the Chris Munciard, which has a picket fence going on there, $3.60. Tumble Ridge, $4.50. 
Our Playboy from uh, Price and Kent, $9.280. Safe Work, $11. Xenifer, uh, $11. And then $20 and onwards from the rest. What's happening here, mate? Uh, Amish Boy and Fleet Dove, scratch from this one, punters, would have made the race a lot more interesting, I think. But uh, Speed Map... Uh, Official maps have it another pretty moderately run race. Uh, Sister Eleanor mapping to get sort of the lead uh, on its own there, on her own. Uh, Palazapan, I'll stick with you there, Fish. I think that's how you pronounce it. Makes up the second pairing inside a battle lad. Uh, I think that Senefar, uh, I think we're pronouncing that one, will be one behind rolling with the flow. Uh, then it's uh, Batanga's entry inside of and I'm just getting this one here. Sorry, punters. Krakoreski. Krakoreski. Uh, Paladas, Safe Work, Tumblr Ridge, and now Playboy make up the rest. Uh, I think the Paladas really massively ran, outran his SP last start here, punters. Uh, finishing within sort of a length of both Ayrton and Amish Boy. Uh, we know where Ayrton's going in the spring. Mick Price has talked about a Cox Plate, and, and Amish Boy runs in the eye liner later on in the card. I think from gate two that this horse can actually run further than official maps have it. So I've actually got it, uh, punters, up inside of uh, rolling with the flow. So that sort of second or third pairing around there somewhere. Uh, Ryan Maloney goes aboard, which is a positive for King Golan. He's obviously absolutely flying this uh, Brisbane Winter Carnival, if you haven't been following. This horse broke its maiden at Ipswich, beating Kip Chogi and Good Soys, who are two pretty smart horses in their own respect. So I think... Uh, I think Paladas really likes the horse. Uh, uh, if Amish Boy was running in this race, I'd certainly be happy to take Paladas over him. How did you see it, Fish? I've got Paladas on top myself as well, mate. Um, I just think, like you said, the half a length off it and then the Apache Chase in the Fred Best will, will do me in this race. Um, very similar barrier to what he had that day, but I think he'll be able to jump well enough to be, you know, reasonably close, probably just off the speed, maybe second pair back and... Yeah, if he finishes like he did that day, I think he'll certainly be very hard to beat here. Another horse I like is Safe Work. I just don't like the um, don't like the barrier one, obviously, but I think I think he's well over the odds at eleven and three dollars fifty, and being third up here. And if you go back through his numbers, he's good enough form on the board to be considered a winning hope here at pretty good odds. He loomed to win last start from the back, but he couldn't get the better of Tumble Ridge, and they are here at the same weights. But I just think. If they overdo it here on the speed map and horses are getting on from the back, then I reckon safe work might be able to be the blowout, blowout at odds. Yeah, wouldn't talk you out of that one. Uh, definitely definitely think that uh, can get the win, but, uh, geez, the, the runner Paladas last start just screams out that, uh, that this horse is ready to win. Yeah, totally agree with you there, mate. Um, race six now is the River 949 FM plate, which is a, a class six race. Um, the current that's twelve hundred meters. Current favourite is Desert Law from the Van Dyke Stable, two dollars fifty. Phantom Falcon gets in there from from the Fogden Yard at four dollars twenty. Doctor Why Not, who's um, proven to be a pretty consistent horse, is seven dollars. Roman Aureus first up for Larry Cassidy, on board for Wakefield the trainer at ten dollars. Snow Valley eleven dollars. Ready to humble twelve, and then we're getting out to pretty big odds. You like the favourite here, mate, or what are your thoughts? Uh, against Desert Lord in this one here, Fish, uh, having a look at the map, this one's going to be a, a very fast run race uh, with Phantom Falcon, Dr. Why Not. 
uh, ready to humble, probably fighting it out for that, the, the top sort of two uh, pairings there. Official maps have Phantom Falcon going uh, to the lead, and I can't disagree with it. Snow Valley will sit outside, Exacto Monte, uh, Fuji Fly, Mountbatten, and then Desert Lord, Roman Arius, uh, Bar None, Ziemba, Ziemba, and uh, I think it's Dream Reacher there, uh, making up the tail. Uh, going with uh, Phantom Falcon in race six here, punters, uh, named like he's out of a Marvel movie, to be honest. Last start went forward with 61 kilos on his back and absolutely licked him. If you want to see a good horse, a, a good win, go back and watch his horse uh, at the Gold Coast because it, it was just incredible. He's only had 30 starts as a seven-year-old, so I'm thinking pretty, still sort of pretty lightly raced. Uh, gets gate one on Saturday. I think it's just going to be a one-act affair, dropping three and a half kilos and getting a bit of a jockey upgrade with Ron Stewart from The Apprentice. Uh, it's already sort of been touched up a bit in the betting earlier today. It was sort of $6 when I was doing the form. I think it's into around that $4.20 mark. Um, and I wish I had a bit of the $6 because I think this thing's just going to absolutely win. How did you see it? Yeah, well, I actually did my form a little bit earlier as well. And going through the numbers, you know, I'm just starting to see if you looks like punters have got home after work on their Wednesday norm. They've started playing some early bets, which is interesting to see what's happened. But, um, Royal Lexus, mate. They just get around it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've actually gone with the favourite, Desert Lord, on top. Um, I just think he looks the best horse in the race. He's got a few nice fresh wins to his name. So after watching his recent trial, I'm not too worried about him um, being first up here. There's plenty of pace in the race. And I think you'll, from from the draw, I think you'll land probably two or three pairs back. And, um, yeah, with the, with the pace expected, I think you'll be able to run over the top of some tired horses late. Um, the other horse I was interested in was Dr. Why Not, who's obviously very consistent. You just need to look through her numbers to see that. Uh, the jockey with the three-kilogram claim, um, she's ridden him a few times. Um, and, yeah, she's always pretty consistent on, on board. Um, lovely horse who likes to get, go hard in front. Beat Superior home last start, I think, so that form was certainly franked on the weekend. Um, but yeah, the only thing I didn't like was the draw. But if there's enough horses that come out of the race, um, yeah, I think Dr. Why Not could be the one that poses the most threat. And I think another one just to follow going forward further out in Troopers, Roman Aureus, who I backed a few times last preparation. I think Lloydie's a big fan, but yeah, 1200 might be a bit short first up. Yeah, 1200 definitely a bit short first up. I was actually going to make note of this horse, Fish. Uh, before I do, dead set. Dollar ten, you're paying to give yourself a rap for tipping superior at sixteen dollars last week, punters. So that's where he's just sort of, just sort of giving himself a bit of a glute tap there. Um, but yeah, absolutely right. Roman Aureus, uh, twelve hundred will be a bit short of his best. I think he'll hit the line hard, so he could be a good place bet. Uh, got some really good form, uh, sort of behind the likes of uh, Stampy last uh, prep in a class six uh, over the fourteen hundred, and then. Uh, also behind the likes of Fisticuff, Spender on the grass as well. So uh, not sure if he'll be there to win first up on Saturday, but look for Roman Aureus going forward. He might be one that Lloydie likes, but I can tell you one that uh, uh, Brody and I like as well. We were on the really good side of him there. One day, I believe it was at Eagle Farm. So actually, no, it was at Doombin, sorry, punters. So uh, might be one to, uh, for the exotics, but uh, uh, tipping Phantom Falcon on top here. And I, I wouldn't talk you out of uh, a horse like... Uh, Dr. Why Not, Desert Lord, Roman Aureus as well. Awesome, mate. Uh, almost time to get ready for the big one, so I'm very interested to hear your thoughts here because I reckon on the home track you might be able to tip home the punters a winner in the Ipswich Cup. 
Jeez, I'm hoping um, so. Yeah, me too. Current favourite is So You In for the Waller stable with uh, Luke Dittman on board, $4. Lure me in. He's uh, a fan favourite of mine, $4.60. In Good Health uh, with Ryan Maloney on board, $5.50. Chris Waller's second runner in the race, Craig Williams on board, Humboldt Current, $8.50. The Lord Mayor, who it doesn't look like it's going to go around without a jockey, but um, $11. And you got Flash R, Matty Wishart on board, $11. Invalox, an interesting runner, 14 and 420. Happy Go Plucky, Traduce, Victory 8, and then, yeah, large odds. What are your thoughts on this race, mate? Going to be a quick Ipswich Cup? Uh, official maps have it as a moderately run race, but I think it's going to be run pretty quickly. Uh this one, the local one for me, and uh, like I said, I don't think I've ever jagged the winner of this race, but I'm definitely planning to on Saturday. I reckon there's, I actually reckon there's just one horse that can win this race. Uh, I think it'll be a fast run race set up by In Good Health from the Peter Moody stable. Uh, we'll go forward, get the lead. I think Inverloch and Happy Go Plucky make up the second pair, probably not quick enough to go with In Good Health. I think then uh, Pick a Plum, Mate of Ore uh, behind those, then Flash R, Traduce, uh, the Lord Mayor, Victory Ayton and getting to the back is obviously going to be Lure Me In, Humboldt Current, uh, and so you win. Uh, doing the, the the form on this race, Fish, the more I did it, the more excited I got. I think that uh, one horse absolutely wins this. It's interesting to note that so you win is double accepted punters, so uh, just keep an eye on that. Uh, accepted for a race, I believe, at Rose Hill on Saturday, so... Keep an eye out there. But uh, I'm tipping in good health to absolutely bolt in, in this race, punters. Uh, listen to the Moody on the Mic podcast that comes through Spotify there. He'll tell you that he's going to let a fast horse run fast, and that's what uh, Ryan Maloney will do here. Uh, I think that, uh, like I said, in good health gets the lead and controls this one. Uh, this man won two starts back at Morpherville over 2,000 metres, or it was just over 2,000 metres on a soft deck. And Dead Set bolted in at listed grade, beating some really good horses on the day. Um, I think you can forgive her last start at Eagle Farm. It was one short of her best and two her first time going around at Eagle Farm. And we know that can be uh, a bit touch and go for some horses. Uh, with that being said, uh, she was beaten by some very good mares, the likes of Nudge, Yamazaki and Natoya. So uh, I wouldn't I, I forgive her, but not because it's a bad run. Um, I think it was just the, the fact that it was her first trip to Eagle Farm and, and has run into some really good mares. Uh, but I think In Good Health absolutely wins this for sure. I, the, the, like I said, the more the more I did this race fish, the, the more excited I got. I, I sort of can't put anything else anywhere near this horse. I was waiting for the moral word there, mate. A bit of confidence floating around, which is good to see. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> well, There's... um, I'm good. I've got a double figure winner for Panazir, Inverloch, uh, Larry Cassidy on board, 14 and 420. I'm not exactly sure what went wrong last start. Um, he tried to run a mile and a half at the pace of a tab Everest. So that was never <laughs> going to work. And he, I'm not even sure he hit the line. He's probably still trying to find it now. But anyway, <laughs> I feel that might be able to work, be able to be working to an advantage here in this race, dropping back to 2150, sort of treat that as topping off the fitness. And I'm hoping that Larry Cassidy can pull off a trick and get him to relax in front because if he can, I think he, he sort of draws to get a bit of a soft lead in front of um, In Good Health and if things go his way, I just think he can be too strong at the end. It'd be good if there was maybe a little bit more rain coming because uh, he certainly goes better on a soft deck. 
but yeah, I like the I like the little bimbo lock at odds, fourteen dollars. Um, and then my danger I had down is uh, so you win, which wasn't too hard to find. Uh, big danger the trip suits him. Obviously went back to sixteen hundred meters last start, which I seen as a bit of a strange move. I'm not sure if that was a you know a tactic for a seven day backup for this race or, or what they do, but it's Chris Wallace, so you never know. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll have so you win down as the danger, but. My play for the race is certainly um, each way on Inbelo. Yeah, one horse that I wouldn't talk you out of fishing, it was a horse that I was going to make mention of. Mention of. You're exactly right that he uh, definitely goes a lot better on the soft and then even a heavy deck. We're definitely not going to get that on Saturday punters. Uh, looks like Bustard and Young are sort of making a habit of targeting these uh, these out-wide cup races over the 2,000 metres because last prep he beat uh, Yonkers and Spirit Ridge in the Wagga Cup. That was over the 2,000 metres and uh, looking at the times, that was a really uh, a really fast race run there, punters. So a lot of merit to the run. And then when you go and have a look at it, there's horses like uh, Paths of Glory and Knight's Order in there, uh, the Lord Mayor as well. So beating some pretty good ones on the day. Wouldn't talk you out of backing Inverloch each way maybe as a saver, but um, I'm not grey here at all. I'm not worried about savers. I'm just making sure that in good in good health uh, gets the win and I'll be in good health on Saturday, that's for sure. I like the sound of that, mate. The confidence is good and uh, we'll find out on the weekend. Race 8 is the uh, City of Ipswich Eyeliner Stakes over 1,350 metres. Uh, Amish Boy, who in my opinion deserves a win soon, is the current favourite at $3.50. Uh, Axe is the second line of betting, $4.50. One of your favourites, Jackie Groundswell, there, $7. <laughs> Boom Sarah, $9.50. Ronnie Stewart's riding right, right or wrong, $11 mark. Tony Goldenhorst, which just keeps getting backed in here. Snitch, uh, Ben Thompson on's opened at 20s and into 12s now. Uh, then you got Stampy and Splendor on the grass at 16. So, interesting race, this one. Interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you're right, uh, Fish. There's a couple of boyfriends of mine in this one. It was pretty hard to split them, but I've been able to do it. Uh, thankfully, it did take a little bit of time. Uh, first pairing official maps that have this as a fast-run race, and that's exactly what it will be. Boom, Sarah and Groundswell will make up sort of that first pairing punters. Then you've got Axe outside of Mashani Hustler. Uh, the tax accountant will float around somewhere out there, not entirely sure, punters. But then Prometheus, Stampy, Splendor on the grass, uh, inching closer, Snitch and really discreet back there as well as Mr. Bellagio, right or wrong, Amish boy, and McEwen is where the official maps have it. Uh, I had a look at Groundswell uh, Fish, but I'm going to leave him alone on Saturday. Uh, concerned about the wide draw and the pace of the race that's coming from lower draws on this uh, in this race. So I'm going to uh, tip Amish, uh, sorry, tip uh, Axe to win this one on, on Saturday Fish. Uh, I think he one impressively his start prior to the BRC sprint and then certainly wasn't disgraced in that race. That was a group three level. Uh, he's shown that bit of versatility where it can go forward or back. The start before last, he went uh, forward and, and led and got the win. Last start, he was 10th and rattled home into third or something like that. So uh, can do it one way or the other. Uh, 54 kilos and Jag Guffman Chester staying on board is a tick. Uh, the Costa Camp numbers are here, punters. Uh, because the last 24 runners, they've been they've had 13 winners and their return on uh, investment this month alone for sort of June is uh, up over 300%. They've had seven winners from 11 starts. So uh, dead set flying. They actually had a $50 winner 
I think it was on Saturday, their fishing, one that we had a look at from memory, but I've uh, been trying to forget that. I think that Axe wins the eyeliner on Saturday punters. Uh, I'll make mention of Amish boy. He did set Savage the line uh, last start behind Ayrton in Apache Chase, but he's an absolute cat and he's scared of it. Um, he did give them a, a massive head start and was you could visually see that he was taking ground off Ayrton at one point in the race there between sort of, I think it was the, the, the 300 and the 200 around that mark uh, there, punters. He'll have to come from a long way back to win, which concerns me, but the pace might be on to help him. Uh, like I said, he's dead set scared of the winning post this thing, but uh, you've got to make mention of him every time. He's always that flashing run, and that's exactly what he was in the, I believe it was the Fred Best. It's uh, axe on top for me. How did you see it, Fish? Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said there about Amish Boy. Um, he is seeming to become, he's seeming to come across as one of those horses at the moment that doesn't want to, he does savage the line, but he doesn't want to hit the line first, that's for sure. And um, <laughs> No. As a, real, as a real think about it, that horse, I think he could have easily won half of his starts, but he just looks at that line and just goes, oh, oh, nah. <laughs> yeah, totally agree, but I have got him on top of you. I just think the Fred Best run was brilliant up the inside fence. He's always strong late. There's certainly going to be enough pace in this race to probably give him give him every chance again. Now, one thing I will note, he's probably not handicapped that great for a three-year-old at 58 kilos at the top of the betting. But... um. Other than that, yeah, I think Amish boy gets every chance in this race. The wins on board, uh, Mara Newsy. I did go and have a look at this snitch who's been backed in from 20s to 12s this afternoon. Um, had a very nice trial before uh, opening up the preparation at Doombin over the 1200. And uh, interesting to know that if it did finish seven, seventh that day, but that was a blanket finish that day, one and a half lengths in it. So it basically could have won the race since the benchmark 85. Um, and he's dropping four kilos. So Ben Thompson on board, $12 odds. I don't mind the look of snitch, but he's another one that I think probably prefers a bit of a soft deck. But anyway, I find it certainly an interesting race and I'll be probably having a little bet on Amish boy, but probably confidence is low, I'd say. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting race on the day, punters. I think by this time, if there's any sort of track bias, we're definitely going to know uh, what it is, if it's an advantage to be up on the speed back in the... Uh, back in the pack, and I think the market's going to tell you uh, on Saturday what the advantage is. Um, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to tip that Amish boy runs a slashing second or third again, and uh, I think that Axe gets the win. One thing I will say is I'm going to have to have a few cheeky dollars on Groundswell because you've been uh, you've been on Groundswell for his last 74 starts, and now you're jumping off. So. I think there's probably going to be a chance that Grant Swell can win. That could be that could be a a really good sign, punters. That I'm jumping off. I reckon I've dead set backed him these five wins, but I'll tell you that I've backed him his other sort of thirteen times that he hasn't won. So uh, one that I've got a lot of time for, but I'm thinking it might be one time too many to the the well this prep. I think that um, I think that he should probably be a bit longer than seven dollars. Uh, I wouldn't even really be surprised if they scratched him, but um, but uh, yeah, me jumping off could mean that uh, could mean that he's absolutely ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. And the last race on the card is the uh, Ipswich Turf um, Gay Waterhouse Classic over twelve hundred metres. Current favourite is Lilymore from the O'Shea Stable in Sydney, four dollars sixty. Boomtown last five dollars. Uh, Intrepidacious with Craig Williams on board at $7.50. 
Knee Dorp for Tony Gollan, $10. Smart and Sexy, $10. Uh, Mark Duplessis Rod and Gem of Scotland at $11. Fleet Doves, an interesting runner there at 12s. And then you got a couple of um couple of well-known horses there at large odds. So yeah, this is, looks another good race to finish off a good day of racing. Will be a good race to to close the the day, fish, the gay waterhouse classic. Um Official maps have this being a fast-run race, punters. Kyle Lee will take up the lead, is what they're telling us. Blazing Miss will sit in the second pair with Lily Moore, the race favourite. Spirit's Choice outside of Needorp uh, in the third pairing. And then Boomtown Lass on the fence inside of Trepidatious. Uh, Fleet Dove Scratch from the earlier race to run here will be inside of Gemma Scotland. And then it's Panino, Eurobell, Smart and Sexy, Socialising. Uh, and the tail's going to be brought up by a few that the market are really not expecting to figure in this race. Uh, Boomtown last on top for me here, Fish. Maps to go forward from gate one. The record at Ipswich reads three placings and one win from five starts, but two of those were by really short margins. I think it was half a length and 0.8 of a length uh, running second at Ipswich there. So, uh, you know, a few more strides and, and the record reads a lot differently there, punters. I thought the run behind Osmanov was brilliant last start from Boomtown Lass. Uh, also holds form, uh, really good form behind the likes of the Odyssey and Ethiri. Uh, James Ormond goes aboard, and I think that Boomtown Lass gets the win in the last on Saturday. How did you see it, Fish? Keeps in on Boomtown Lass for uh, brilliant followers here. Uh, I thought she was very good first up, beaten by Osmanov, obviously, as you just spoken about. Um, she was very well supported that day in the market, which indicates that they were very happy with her at home. Barry one leads. Um, there's obviously plenty of tempo around, which probably scares me off a little bit. But uh, at the moment, you can still get each way odds of five and two. So, yeah, I think Broomtown last with a little bit of improvement. It's going to be very hard to beat. Another horse that I've got a lot of time for is Lily Moore from Sydney. Um, she did beat home Malkovich last start in uh, Sydney over 1,100 metres, and Malkovich come out in the next start and won again. So the form around that is fantastic and drops from 57 to 54. Looking at the overall field, you're probably probably maybe even a not as good race as what they, what she raced in before. So I think the odds around Lillymore are quite good at $4.60. And then probably just another one we could throw in there and talk about is Needort from the Colin Stable, I think um, she's over the odds of 10 and 3 dollars 30 and probably ready to go third up. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't talk the punters out of Needorp there. Um, hasn't seen the Ipswich track, interestingly, but is going to be up in that right, uh, that right sort of area up on the pace there. Uh, pretty high percentage play for the punters. Uh, start before last for Needorp was... Uh, one and a half lengths off Usmanov and, and just behind Sugar Boom there in the bat out of hell at the Gold Coast. So uh, interesting one for the punters is uh, about a quarter of our races at this distance fish. So wouldn't talk you out of need or, but uh, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got Boomtown last year from the inside draw. Yeah, totally agree with you there, mate. I think, uh, I think we can have a bit of confidence about Boomtown last and hopefully, um, hopefully Boomtown last won't be our only winner on the day. Absolutely, mate. There was uh, a few Mexican form lines in there for you. You said that uh, uh, before we started recording, you said that uh, some of these horses you've never seen or heard of before, but we, we battled through it and hopefully found a few winners for the punters. So uh, I'll be doing a preview for the card uh, on Saturday there, punters. So that'll be out on Brilliance on Saturday morning. 
Uh, so get around that. But uh, we got through those uh, those Mexican form lines there, Fish. Yeah, it was a very tricky one for me, mate. Plenty of horses, especially in the early races, I sort of didn't know where to look there. But um, yeah, I won't be throwing not not throwing around any confidence about uh, about the Ipswich car, but hopefully I can find a few for punters at Rose Hill. And uh, yeah, like you said, my selections there will be up on up on the brilliant socials as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Fish will have his selections for Rose Hill up on Saturday through Brilliance. Also, uh, if you can't see those stubby coolers in the background there, punters, or if you're listening to it on Spotify, it's Triple J Racing. So uh, get around that on Facebook and Instagram because Fish puts up all his, uh, all of his tips for the weekend there. Uh, that's about it from me there, Fish. Uh, I think our next show is going to be or our next, uh, yeah, next show is going to be Tats Tiara Day from Eagle Farm in a, a week's time. So, uh, Group One racing at Eagle Farm again. But um, that's it for the card at at, uh, at Ipswich for the Ipswich Cup punters. There's no Let It Ride this week. That promotion is uh, has finished uh, for the carnival. So uh, we were able to scrape together a few dollars for the Jockey Trust, and and uh, we're getting that donation through as soon as some funds hit the account. So uh, that'll be going up through the socials, I believe. Uh, really good to be able to get behind them and, and donate something for them, for the for the jockeys, because uh, as we've said before, Fish, no jockeys, no racing. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, it's a great cause, that one. And um, certainly um, happy to be a part of any money donated to the donated to the uh, union. So, yeah, very happy about that one. And um, just on Tats the Hour Day next weekend, I'm travelling up from um, Sydney for it, so looking forward to that. Can't wait. First day at Eagle Farm for me and looking forward to smashing about 20 beers and finding some winners. And that'll just be before lunch, punters. So Fish is uh, <laughs> tipping a big one. Uh, that is it from us. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week, punters, for the preview for Tats Diarado. Cheers, Joe. See you guys. Have a good weekend.